holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another Ars Blog Arscast right here on arsblog.oleole.com. The season's over. That's it. Done, dusted, finito. Now what are we supposed to do? Oh, yeah, only 12 weeks till the new season starts again, so it'll fly by. You know those summer months, they're not at all boring and tedious and tiresome and filled with endless transfer, rumor and news now refreshing goodness, are they? Nuh-uh. It is probably going to be the last Arscast for a little while, I think. I'm I'm basing this on the fact that not much happens now for a couple of weeks because the players go away either on their holidays or they go away on international duty, and we don't really care about international duty. And even Arsene Wenger, the man who works 23 hours a day, he takes some time off as well and goes on his holidays. Uh, so maybe we'll get not much happening for the next couple of weeks, and uh, in that case, there won't be any Arscast because uh, there's not, there's not much point. Um, However, on this week's Arscast, we've got your thoughts, as I asked you during the week on the blog, to send in your thoughts on on various subjects. Uh, I remember what they were now. Yes, I'm not scrolling down here at all. I'm just taking my time and telling them. It was goal of the season, player of the season, performance or match of the season, disappointment of the season, and hope for next season. I asked you very kindly to phone up and leave your uh, response to one of those. Thank you all very much uh, for doing just that. Well, most of you. Anyway, we'll come to that a little bit later on. Um, You might have read on the blog yesterday morning how I had one of those mornings. You know one of those where you wake up and you think it's the wrong day and you think you can lie in, but you can't. And then the car went to the garage and the garage rang me then yesterday. uh, Seeing as you're listening to this today, even though it's today now, but they rang me yesterday for the uh, interest of continuity, and said, oh, yeah, so we had a look and all kinds of stuff came up on the computer and, you know, basically, your engine is fucked. I see, I said. And that's uh, that's bad, right? They said, yes, that's pretty bad. How much would it cost to get a new engine? I said, well, around 5,000 euros for a new engine, which we can put in for you. Not worth it, they said. So now I have no car. It's fucked. And you know the way these things happen all around the same time. The computer needs a new graphics card because it's making a very strange noise. And uh, the plumbing in the house needs to be looked at as well because we keep running out of water and there's something wrong with the water tank upstairs. I mean, I, I go up and look at it, but the extent of my technical knowledge is, yes, there's some water trickling into it. Seems okay to me. I don't know much beyond it than that. If there's water trickling into it after you use water, that's good, no? But uh, I don't know where it goes, seeing as um, when we don't use it, sometimes you, you go and turn it on, there's nothing there. So it's going somewhere. 
A leak is what I suspect. But where is it? That is a question. I don't have the technical ability for this. So I've got no car, uh, a bogey computer, and my water's all up the spout. These things happen in threes, they say, so hopefully that's it. I feel like Rory DeLapp is throwing life at me. You know that way? Just not, not good. So if anyone wants to send me a car, feel free to do so. I'll happily drive a sponsored car with your company logo on it. Um, not a problem, depending, of course, on, on the company and, and, the, and the car. Uh, all interested inquiries to, to 7 Dublin. That's where you'll get me. Won't be moving too far. Public transport's not good, is it? Lots of walking, I think, from now on. I know it's better for you and all, but it's really not as comfortable. Anyway, we shall soldier on through all the uh, all the terrible stuff. Uh, since the last cast, what happened? Well, we played Stoke on the final day of the season. Two goals from Robin Van Persie. An own goal from James Beatty. That was good. You know what James Beatty reminds me of? A hamster on steroids. He just has that face about him, but the, the body, you know, he looks like he's taken a lot of drugs and muscle. No, I mean, the hamster that looks like James Beatty has taken a load. Of, I don't mean James Beatty has taken a load of drugs, although some mild hallucinogen might be the reason why he booted the ball into his own net to give us a lead on Sunday. A very good on goal it was, too. Tidy finish. Thank you for that, James. And uh, Abu Diaby got the other goal in between uh, the two Van Persie goals. So that made it 4-1 to Arsenal because they got a penalty. Yeah. But a nice day out in the sun for most people and the uh, the lap of appreciation, as they called it. I suppose it's quite good. I suppose it's the lap of the pitch. Certainly not a lap of honour. Sadly not a lap of honour. Next season, though. I'm sure next season there'll be some kind of lap of honour. Um, and that was it. That's the season done. And, you know, it just has flown by. I can't believe how quickly it's gone by. It literally only feels like eight or nine months since we played our first game. And yet here we are, with no more football to look forward to for another 12 weeks. Yeah, there's the under-21 European Championships and the Confederations Cup, in which Cesc Fabregas might play, which would be bad. Worse than Theo going to the under-21s, I think. But 12 weeks... Uh, to get our heads straight for all the business to be done. And yeah, we can cope, can't we? Yes. <clears throat> yes, yes. You sound as confident as I do. Uh, also to come in this show, we'll have um, Arsene Wenger Hawkins will be here with his top five cunts of the season. So that's something to look forward to. And of course, we've got all your thoughts beginning right now with with part one. Hi, Ask Blogger. Bill from Glasgow here. I'm just calling to say my biggest disappointment of the season was... Um, Letting the scum come back at us and equalise at them. It's, that was that was just shit, really. Bye. Hi, Ask Um This is Greg from Melbourne, Australia. My player of the season was Robin Van Persie. I thought he showed what kind of a player he can be when he's actually on the pitch, not in the medical room. And, you know, God, God knows where we would have been without him in the first half of the year. He was the only one scoring... And, yeah, that's my opinion. Thanks. Bye. 
Hi, my name is Max Montgomery from Chelsea, big Arsenal fan now. And I wanted to say my player of the season was Manu Almunia because it was his first season really where he couldn't hide behind Lehman. He had to really come out and he was the man, centre stage, and Fabianski as backup meant he wasn't going to lose his place. And he performed amazingly in the Man United game, both home and away. Really, really stood up at the back as a leader and I think can even go on to play for England if they choose him. He's good enough. Anyway, Arsenal's player of the season, Manny Armenia. Not much to choose from there. Hi, Blogs. It's Alan Coyne from Norway. Player of the season, Alex Song. For he is awesomeness. God is son of song. There you go. Now we've got it in audio. Cheers. Hey, this is Matt. I'm from the States. And I gotta say, my goal this season is gotta be Nazareth back against Man U. It showed that we can beat them, well, at least uh, in the league. Um, great goal, uh, great build up, and uh, what a finish from Nazareth. Hi there, this is Jonathan from Cheltenham. My goal of the season was Arshavin against Blackburn. Why? Well, having saved up all my money, having to sit through the torture of Arsenal nil, Sunderland nil a few weeks before, this goal just made me cry. It was a thing of beauty. It was extravagant skill. It was Burkamp, Henri, Wright, Overmars, Pires. It was a reminder of better days, and I hope against hope, it's a sign of better days to come. And of course, best of all, he left Robinson sitting on his backside. Cheers, Andre. Hi, this is Tom from Cheshireville. My player of the season is going to be William Gallas. Um, when he got his injury, I'm not sure how much we missed him. Great defender. Cheers, bye. Hi, Bert from Dublin here. My choice of performance of the season goes to Andre Arshavin for his extraordinary four-goal haul against Liverpool. It signalled the arrival of a special talent and showed us, I think, what we've been missing this last four years. Thank you. Hi, Ask Blog. This is James from Hackney. And my hope for next season is that they install some more beer machines in the Emirates. Now there's a guy with his uh, priorities, uh, buying an order, you would have to say. Speaking of beer, tonight I've got beer from uh, from Aldi. Uh, it was five euros for 12 of those little stubby bottles, you know, the 250 milliliter bottles. And it reminds me of this beer I used to get in Spain when I lived there. Um, there was a supermarket chain called Mercadona. And uh, it, this was not long after the, the changeover from Peseta to Euro. And I think it was less than two euros for 12 cans, 330 milliliter cans of beer. A fantastic value, you have to say. However, the thing is, you could drink all 12 of them inside an hour and not feel any different than you did when you started. It was like drinking 12 cups of tea. All it did was make you piss a lot. And this appears to be having the exact same effect, that there were 12 bottles and now there's three left. And, um, yeah... All I need to do is we every 20 minutes. It says 4.8% on the bottle. I don't know what that 4.8% is, but it is definitely not alcohol. Uh, right, well, moving on to other stuff. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of stuff desperately uh, to fill out the bits between all your phone call stuff. Because there isn't an awful lot to talk about, you see. Oh, Adi Bayor, yes, he says he wants to stay at Arsenal. If Arsenal want him, if Arsene Wenger wants him to stay, then he will stay. Of course he'll stay. If Arsene Wenger wants him to stay, that is the big question. And of course, if he says he wants to leave, then then they lose their, 
a ridiculous loyalty bonus, so to speak. Um, it, I, I think it, um, it'll be interesting to see what Arsene does with him, to be honest. Because I've got this theory, and I might have mentioned this on the blog, that we could sell Adi Bayor, spend the money on players that are uh, needed in other positions. We don't even need to replace him. And we could use that money um, to improve the team in areas where it does need uh, strengthening, like in central midfield and center of defense. Because I'm sort of espousing this um, 4-3-3 Barcelona-style formation now. This is my new uh, thing. Because I've got to have something to keep me going through the summer, right? And I think with the players that we have and the money that we're going to spend to get the best out of those players we should look at playing the 4-3-3 that Barcelona do, right? So you've got your back four, and you all know the players that are in there, and if we uh, sign a, a big commanding center half like we all hope, he'll slot in there, and then you, you mix and match the rest of the players to, uh, to your own uh, liking. Then what you do is you buy a, a central midfield player, the one that we've all been looking for, right? So you get that central midfield player as a sitter, someone who can play... Uh, in that area in front of the back four, and he can compete with Song, or Song rather can compete with him, because as much as Song has improved, I, I, I'm not sure I want to see him as first choice next season, right? So then you've got this holding midfielder there, and then you've got any two from Sesk, Nasri, Rosicki, if he's fit, uh, Danielson, Diaby maybe, and then later in the season you bring in Jack Wilshire, right? So there, there's your central midfield area. And then, even though you've sold Adi Bayor, you've got a front three from the following six players. Eduardo, Van Persie, Arshavin, Bentner, Walcott, Vela. See? That makes all good sense to me. So that way you can sell Adi Bayor, spend the money, don't even have to spend any of the transfer kitty. We could, we could buy a whole load of new footballs. Or... Some away shirts that weren't blue. Anyway, we, we won't go there. But I think that's, given the players that we have, because how do you use Arshavin to the best of Arshavin's ability? He's not a left winger, right? Definitely not. I don't think so. He can play well there because he's an intelligent, experienced player. But long term, you don't want him, you don't want him there. So uh, do you want him as the second striker? Is he quite strong enough for, you know, to play in behind just one striker? the Bergkamp to the Henri, whoever the Henri figure might be. I'm not sure about that. But put him as part of a front three where he can switch, for example, with Eduardo or he can switch with Walcott or he can switch with Van Persie from left to right and you've got a figurehead striker, whether that's Bentner or even Eduardo can do... You know what I mean? So I, just to get the best out of the players that we have. I don't know. Something something to think about anyway over the over the course of the summer. So there. Uh, anyway, Adi Bayor, I did a, a rather, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a poll on the main side. I didn't even publicize it or, or anything like that. Um, it's just on the left of the, the first blog post every morning. Should we keep him or should we sell him? Unscientific, I think that's the word I was looking for. Um, I, I didn't publicize it. I didn't ask people to vote. They've just come along and voted. Uh, should we keep him? 18% of people say we should keep him. That's 207 votes. 82% of RS blog readers reckon we should sell Adi Bayor. That's uh, nearly a thousand votes there for him. So there you go. Not that our opinion really um, matters too much to anybody, but 
interesting nonetheless. All right, part two of what you think. Hello, this is Mike from Edgware, and my hope for next season is quite simple. A trophy, please, Arsenal. Thank you. Hi, this is Tom from Highbury. My performance of the season is Andrea Chavin in the Andrea Chavin versus the Scousers football match. The reason being, we were in a bar, Lineker's bar, in Malaga, with a room full of Liverpool fans. We were the only ones in there supporting the Gunners. And uh, big bouncer comes over to us. Big guy. We thought we were going to get chucked out for causing mayhem amongst the Liverpool fans. And he looks down at us and he says, I am from Russia. I shall have been my favourite player. High five. And also, if you could put on your blog why you call the Liverpool fans the muck smashers, I'll be most appreciative. Thank you. Hello, this is John from London. My hope for next season is we buy two world-class centre-backs and a world-class defensive midfielder. And uh, Bentner starts showing some form, which I think he will. Have a good year. Bye. Hello, Juniors. This is Charlie. Uh, my player of the season was Samir Nasri. Uh, slotted into the team beautifully. And his importance to the side was just typified by our last performance at Wembley against Chelsea. Oh, this is Connor, and my player of the season is Kieran Gibbs. Stepped into the coveted left-back role and behind one of the best players in Europe and stood up to the task. A couple of wobbles, but he came back strong. Phenomenal player, my player of the season. Hi, Asblog. This is Werner from Singapore. My hope for next season is that Eduardo is a regular in the playing eleven because he's a mighty good player and keeps his mouth shut. Thanks. Hello, this is Michelle from Bromley. Just calling up to vote in for my best goal of the season. Has to be the Eduardo cheeky little side heel smack to the back of the net against Burnley. Just pure magic. See ya. Hello, this is Andy from Cyprus. My disappointment of the season was the FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea because Arsenal chose to field a weak team, left Arshavin on the bench and didn't take seriously our one real chance to win a trophy this season. Thank you. Uh, I do think the Arsham decision is one that many people will agree is uh, one of the most disappointing of the season, but no doubt Arsham will uh, learn from it, I hope. Saw an interesting headline on News Now about um, how Arsenal need a young manager like Guardiola. And uh, no question about it, the man in his first season as a football manager has had the most incredible season. He's won the, the league in Spain, he's won the Spanish Cup, and he's won the Champions League. He's got uh, a million goals, and yeah, it's fantastic. Well done to him. Always liked him as a player, and he seems like a nice chap, and... However, would it be bold of me to suggest that if you or I were parachuted into the Barcelona manager's job tomorrow, we wouldn't do too badly, given the fact they have, you know, a, a squad of pretty amazing players? I mean, what do you, what do you need to do? Right, uh, Henri, Eto, Messi, score goals. Xavi and Iniesta, you do your shit in midfield. Just run around and pass it here, there, and everywhere and make people look dizzy. Toure, when Xavi and Iniesta don't have the ball and aren't making people look dizzy, you go get it back. Back four, try win the odd header here, will you? If you don't, don't worry about it. We're going to score more than uh, the opposition uh, nine weeks out of ten, so don't worry about it too much. 
But just try and win the odd one and make the odd tackle. It'll be fine. Play the ball out of defence. Give it to Xavi and Iniesta. How about that? And Valdez. One gift that never gets returned? Trick question. It's three gifts. Beer, wine, and spirits. And with Drizzly, you can send the gift of drinks right to your loved one's doors. Drizzly lets you compare prices from local liquor stores on a huge selection of beer, wine, and holiday spirits, then get them delivered right to that lucky someone's door in under 60 minutes. And right now, Drizzly is giving customers $5 off their first order. Just enter promo code JINGLE at checkout. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, well, you know, just... Do what you can. I know you're a bit handicapped and everything, but do what you can. That'd be my thinking on it. I could be I could be completely wrong. I'm not trying to belittle the man's achievements by any stretch of the imagination, but to say that uh, Arsenal need to bring in a young manager simply because uh, simply because Guardiola did it, I don't think it holds much um, holds much water. However, Steve Bold, what a season he's had with the Arsenal youths. And he's learning his trade, isn't he? The right way. He's not gone into management too early. He hasn't decided that he is the the next Van Basten, the next Tony Adams, God forbid. He's learning his trade as he goes and, and coaching young players and, and obviously doing a very good job of it. And he's he's an Arsenal man, isn't he? I suspect Boldy could be could be a man for the future. And maybe not the not too distant future either, which would be awesome. I always loved Steve Bolt, so I did. It's true. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, uh, Arsene Wenger Hawkins with his top five cunts of the season. We'll be along a little bit later on. Right now, though, uh, there are times when uh, I record the Arscast and I do the end bits and all that kind of stuff. And um, sometimes, very rarely, I'll go out on a Thursday night and, you know, you wake up on a Friday morning and you find some odd stuff recorded. And I, I, given it's the last Arscast of the season or the end of season Arscast and outtakes and all that kind of stuff are the are the uh, order of the day. They always do that in Soccer Saturday, don't they? The funniest bits and all that kind of stuff. And I don't have the um, the luxury of that because none of it is funny. But uh, yeah, you find some stuff. Um, I, I did think long and hard about this because I do have a very respectable and pious and abstemious image to uphold. But one morning I got up on a Friday uh, and was, was uh, putting the finishing touches to the Arscast and uh, I found this, which of course I have absolutely no recollection of recording whatsoever. So hello, welcome back to whatever part of the Arscast this is. It's the one o'clock in the morning or what time is it? Three o'clock. Seriously, I should have been home way before now. But never mind. Here we are. It's three o'clock in the morning and uh, all of a sudden some stuff has happened. Yet I happen to be the only one in front of a microphone. 
What a pack of cowardly motherfucking cunts. I mean, in fairness, you know, seriously, someone's like, like kick that door in or bash in the windows of that car. We've all been there. The minute a microphone comes out, what a bunch of cunts. Just not right. So, um, really, you know, there is no kind of end bit this time. I'm just going to, like, go sleep or or something like that. And uh, (laughs) it all hurts in the membranes. That's true. It's like quarter past five or quarter past three or something. And it's all insane in the membrane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What exactly do you mean, what's the difference? Why, yada. Right, well, moving on. Now, here's part three of what you think. Hi, I'm Neil from Ipswich. Um, I believe Robin Van Persie's goal against Liverpool at the Emirates, the one-all draw, I think that was a lovely goal, well taken. And when we were down to ten men, I thought we really got stuck in. I was impressed with that game. Okay, bye. Hi, blogger. This is Emmett from Rohini in Dublin. And my goal of the season is Gallus's winner against Hull in the FA Cup. Only because it sent that fucking light bag Phil Brown on an absolute fucking frenzy of a rant. And I hope the cunts get relegated by Christmas. He is such a cock breath prick. Thanks, blogger. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Hello, Offcast. This is East from London. Disappointment of the season. <laughs> Probably half of the team. Mubuwe, Diaby, Adebayo. Oh, not to forget. Sylvester and the penis of William Gallas. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, yep, keep up the good work and we'll be listening. I want you to believe that the player of the season is Ale- uh, Alex Song. Thanks. G'day, blogs. It's Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Fuck it, I'll ring back in a minute. Bye. Hello, this is Seb from Hines Park, East London. My player of the season was um, Robin Van Persie. Um, due to the reason he got 20 goals in 45 games with 15 assists. Now, I think he's had a fabulous season. And there was a period between December to February where he single-handedly um, carried the team onto victory with his goals and assists. So, my player this season, Bobby Van Persie. G'day, blogs. It's Bruce from Brisbane. Just wanted to phone you up at the end of the season to say thank you very much for the blog over the season. Don't know how you keep it up, mate. It's a problem we have in Australia. Anyway, there's no doubt about the goal of the season. Burnley FA Cup tie. Five minutes to go. Alex on the back heel. It buoyed a sweet finish into the corner. Made the hairs on the back of my wombat stand up. Almost solved me problem. I don't mind telling you. Anyway, got to get to the dunny now. Thanks again, mate. Take care. Mind the spiders. See ya. Hi, blogs. Joe from Birmingham here. Just wanted to say I think Robin Van Persie has been our player of the season this season. In previous years, he's, uh, we've questioned his ability to stay fit and have a big impact on the side, and this year he's done both. He made a very long trip to Everton much more bearable for me with a brilliant goal at the end. I hope he signs that new deal rather than, uh, sooner rather than later. Hello, Spogger. This is Indy Dave on the, on the forum. Um, my player of the season this season was uh, Almunia, because he was the busiest, I would say. Disappointment this season has to be just the failure of the manager to identify the most obvious of problems with the squad, but we can like it to you and I know fuck all about football. I hope for the season that 
Well, then he sees the problems that I see in the squad and he does something about them. Otherwise, I fear it might be our last we see him. It's a banger. That's it for life in the bizzle. Now, those of you amongst us who can read will have noticed that on the blog, I actually asked you for your answer to one, just one, only one, one being one, one more than zero, and one less than two of the questions that I posed on the blog. One is one, and one is not two, and and one is certainly not three. Now, I know indie people are alternative. They live on the edge a little bit. They don't, uh, they don't inhabit the same world as you and I because they're indie. They're independent. They're no EMI or RCA. Nuh-uh. Not even Ireland. They're Flange Records. That's who they are. But being indie doesn't mean that you can answer three questions when you're only asked one, Indie Dave. Bear that in mind for the next time. Just thought that needed to be said. You know these indie people, they get ahead of themselves. I think it's all about them. Look at Morrissey. Fuck's sake. Seriously. Anyway. Um, what next? Patrice Evra. That's what's next. Fully enough, I, I spent today... I think those beers might be working a little bit now. But anyway. Uh, I spent today trying to ring up Manchester United. Um, and, and I invited Patrice Evra to a bare-knuckle boxing fight. From, uh, by George, you know, who is the the, uh, the chairman of the Irish Bare Knuckle Boxing Association. And the guy listened, he went, I'll put you through to press office. And then the press office girl, this is true as anything, got through to the press office at Manchester United, and she's off until Friday. Imagine. They've just lost the Champions League final, and she's off until Friday. So then I tried to ring Evra's agent, who who happens to be in Monaco. And his English was very bad. He didn't understand um, George. Uh, and he didn't really understand English anyway. He he spoke French and Italian. And uh, my French is, is poor. My Italian is worse. So that didn't go well. And I, I just wanted to ask them about, you know, Evra and the whole fighting thing. The way he spoke about uh, Fabregas. Because after he said it was men against babies, in the old Trafford game in the league, Sesk kicked him. And I think that's only right and only proper. And I think that's what an Arsenal player should do. When some guy dismisses the whole team, someone has to come along and give him a kick. And if that means he misses the Champions League final, well, that is his own tough fucking shit, isn't it? He should keep his mouth shut. But Ever said, you know, oh, we'll see. I'll see Fabregas again. And this time there won't be a referee around to give him a card. Sort of saying he's going to wait for him in a dark alley and duff him up, you know, give him a good fisty cuffing in the face which of course is pathetic but ever of course has some previous in this having been banned for four matches for fighting with a Chelsea steward now who amongst us wouldn't fight with a Chelsea steward a big thick necked idiot who works for Chelsea no redeeming features whatsoever but nevertheless ever got involved so it just strikes me that he is a bit of a stupid fucking little cunt and over the course of this season He has emerged as somebody who will cause my blood pressure to go up. He's a good player, no question about it, but he is an objectionable, annoying little cunt of a tossbag prick face wanker. And I'm trying to be as technical as I can 
with that term. And I suspect that every next season, and I hope every season for the rest of his life at Manchester United, is going to get a really hard time from Arsenal fans and also from Arsenal players. Because they should kick him. They were right to kick him at Old Trafford. There was nothing too malicious in it. But if you call a bunch of players babies and you still have to play them a few days later, you can't complain when they give you a fucking kick, you stupid little prick. Nuh-uh. Anyway, that is my final gripe of, of this particular season. So now, part four of your stuff. Hi, I'm Gab Bertisa from the Philippines. And my hope for Arsenal for um, for next season is for the Arshavin, Seth Favregas, a combination with and for us to get a new striker, uh, a big new striker like Adebayor. But I feel like we're going to sell him. That's it. Thanks. Yo, this is Chase from Los Angeles to London. My player of the season was Robin Van Persie for hitting the post the most, summarizing the season. Morning, Ask Blog. I'm very, very tired this morning. Um, my most disappointing moment of this season would be realizing the fact that we're just not good enough when we can't beat lesser teams like the whole. Um, that was really disappointing uh, this season. Anyway, cheers, bye. Hi, Blogs. John from Sussex. Uh, biggest disappointment this season? Well, simple. Didn't have Arshad in for the whole season or for the Champions League. What a bummer. Hello, this is David from Muggle Hill, London. My disappointment of the season was Bender's performance against Burnley. Never in my life have I seen so many opportunities squandered. It was horrible. And for the whole season... We were, when we heard about Burnley, we heard how they beat the Arsenal. They didn't. It's just that Bentley laid down. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Rob from Bristol, and my player of the season is Andre Arsenal. Hello, Blogs. This is Boston Gooner here. How you doing, mate? Um, player of the season, got to be Arsene. That's about it. Um, disappointment of the season was not winning the five. Catch you later. Bye. Hello, this is young Keefe. Um, hello, blogger from Edgware. My player of the season would have to be Nicholas Bentner. The man has balls the size of potatoes and you can tell that even when his shorts and his trousers are up. Great season, many goals, great things to come. Great ask us too. Thank you and goodbye. Hello, uh, it's Sly here from London. Uh, my biggest disappointment of the season stands for itself. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone else has gone for it, but anyway... Um, we could all see in the summer that he needed to seriously strengthen with new people, especially in the middle. But no, he kept faith with what he had. Some are blatantly never going to be good enough to hack it over a season, and so it proved, and we're disappointed again. So my biggest disappointment, obviously, is the arse cast. If he can't come up with decent new characters, then there have to be serious questions over his involvement for next season, quite frankly. So thank you very much to everybody who took the time and the effort to phone into the Arscast to give me your opinion on the season and how it went, your own personal favourites or disappointments or what have you. Uh, if you didn't hear yours, chances are it was because the sound quality wasn't good. There were a number that I couldn't use simply because the sound quality wasn't good enough. Uh, it just sounded all weird. So uh, sorry about that for you guys. But thanks for uh, making the effort anyway. So uh, to everybody, absolutely everybody, Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for taking the time to call in, apart from Sly.
Uh, right, well, that's really about it, isn't it? There's not much else happening. There's no match this weekend. There's nothing to look forward to. No team news, no nothing else. So um, another thank you to uh, everybody who's listened over the course of the season. Um, all your emails and downloads and comments and all that kind of stuff are, are all very, very much appreciated. Thank you to all the guests as well who appeared on the Arscast over the season. Every single one of them uh, gives of their time very freely and very generously, and it's uh, it's much appreciated. So uh, thank you very much to you guys. I'm not sure when there will be another Arscast. There are a couple of uh, little specials planned during the summer, and fingers crossed they all come off. Uh, I'll give you more details of those a bit closer to the time and when I have more details about them. Uh, but do keep your eyes peeled on the blog. I'll give you the information there. So uh, until the next Arscast, whenever that might be, uh, have yourselves a, a great however long it might be before the next Arscast. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hello everyone, it's your old friend Arsene Wenger Hawkins again. I just thought I'd pop in at the end of a long hard season to give you my top 5 cunts of the year. It's important that we remember who the cunts really are. Yes, Arsenal didn't do very well, but the real cunts lie beyond our borders, and you shouldn't forget it. So without further ado, here are my top 5 cunts of the season. Number 5, Didier Drogba. Not only is he a hideous, mutant, predator-looking, diving, cheating, cunt from hell, as the song told us, but he always scores against us. This leads me to believe that he has done a deal with Satan, probably involving killing babies. The hideous cunt. Number 4, John Terry. Despite not being specifically annoying this season, he is one of the biggest cunts of all time. Having a list of top cunts without John Terry would be like having a list of the biggest mountain without Mount Everest. Every time I see his face I want to drown him in a bath full of acid. And not the good, drippy acid, the bad, burny acid. Number 3, Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm sorry, is that an Adam's apple, or have you swallowed a corner of a piece of furniture and been unable to dislodge it? He dives, he cheats. He throws tantrums that would make Elton John blush. He is to sportsmanship what Hitler is to bar mitzvahs. Number 2, El Haji Juff. It's easy to overlook what a complete and utter cunt this man is, but this season alone he tried to break Manuel Almunia's leg, then set Almunia headbutted him. He was also 100% responsible for the worldwide economic recession, the emergence of Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks' latest movie. Number 1, Phil Brown. There's an old saying in my country. It is this. Phil Brown is a cunt. Okay, so it's not an old saying, but it will be in a few years, because I will stage a coup, take over and make it the national fucking anthem if I have to. 
He looks like a used car salesman dipped in Paris Hilton's leftover fake tan. He's a lying cunt too. I once asked him if his son could get me some Charlie and he said, no. What a cunt. The number one cunt of the year. So casters, have yourselves a good summer. I'm off to the Azores with Helen Muren, a bucket of cold custard and a set of handcuffs. It's gonna be fun. Oh yes. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.